Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at our Harvard Business Review tips. This one's talking about uh, what to ask yourself before giving up on your dream. We'll also have a look at uh, an innovation story, but right now we're going to cross over to AV Chartered Accountants and have our monthly chat with Tony Vidray. Good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon, Julian. I gave up on my dream many years ago. No, you didn't. It's growing all the time, isn't it? <laughs> Moving Not up to, to Maitland now, you... Yeah. Oh, no, to be, a, uh, to be an on-stage uh, uh, actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that your dream? No, it wasn't. Well, no. you're halfway there as a, as a, as a uh, radio presenter. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> People just don't get to see your face. Yeah, that's it. Unless they tune There's a in, reason for that. Unless they tune into the little camera here in the, in the studio. Don't tell them about the camera. <laughs> so you've, you've given me a whole list of new rules for the 1st yes. of July 2016. And we have. Uh, We've got the, a long list and see how many we get through um, today, but there's a, there's a lot of things that, that, um, that changed on the 1st of July. And uh, it's funny, you know, I've been doing this for a lot of years and uh, we accountants, we're the, the bearers of bad news. These politicians make... There's wonderful decisions in their, their budgets, which usually come out in, in May. And very cunningly, they say, oh, you know, the rule, new rules won't kick in for another 15 months' time. And when the new rules kick in, everyone, of course, has forgot, forgotten, has forgotten about it. So yeah. when we're the ones that say, no, no, you can't do that anymore. No, sorry, you can't do that anymore. Um, yes, we are the bearers of bad news, so we'll go through some of this. Well, hopefully there's some good ones still in there, though. Well, this is all <laughs> hot off the press. The, um, we've been talking about Superstream, and yeah. I, I think I mentioned on your program last month that um, we still hadn't heard at the start of June whether the uh, the government or the ATO were going to extend um, the deadline. The deadline was um, the 30th of June, and they, gee, they left it late. On the 22nd of June, they issued a press release um, to say that uh, they're going to extend... Um, compliance with Superstream to the uh, to the 28th of October. Okay. So small business, because apparently to the end of May there was still 30%. about a third of all small yeah. businesses that still hadn't done anything about um, Superstream. We're fairly lax in this country, so um, so we've got a bit of a, uh, a reprieve there. But I, I do know a lot of people have um, have gotten gotten themselves organised, which is good. Well, we do leave things to the last minute, and I have to admit that I did it to about, about the 25th of June, and, and then I got myself on the uh, the tax office one, which, as you said on the program, very, very easy to set up. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. But as I also said on the program, don't pay it late, because that, they'll know that you pay it late if you can hang it through the tax office. Yeah, exactly. So, well, what maybe a bit of good news, stamp duty abolished on transfer of private company shares. Yes, we've been waiting for this for the better part of 16 years. Now, this is something that, that was supposed to have come in, if you remember, I'm cursed with a long memory. When the GST came in, um, they were going to get rid of a lot of these sort of um, taxes. The state said, yeah, we'll abolish a lot of these transactional type taxes. Um, but the trouble was, back at the time, um, Meg Lees, if you remember, was the leader of the Democrats, and she brokered a deal with the Liberal government to make... Um, food um, GST free, which is I think yep. in hindsight that was the the Good right move. thing to do. But then they turned around and said, "Well, you know, we're going to we're not going to collect the revenue that we thought we were going to collect." So then the state said, "Well, we're we're not going to get our fair share." So some of those taxes actually hung around for about five years. So some of those things, if you might remember, uh, the the bad tax, the um, yep. bank account debits tax, and the FID tax, financial institutions duty, all that, all those things went five years after the GST came in, but one that stuck around for ages is this stamp duty on private company shares. So if you and I um, own shares in a company and then you know we have a bit of a falling out and I say, oh, look, I don't want to be involved in this company anymore and I'll go to transfer my shares to you, 
there was this transactional cost where um, there was stamp duty on the on the transfer of shares. And what was quite annoying is that the, the states around us, um, Victoria, for example, and I think even South Australia, if the company was incorporated in those states, they haven't had stamp duty on, on those um, uh, private company transfers uh, for a long, long time. It was just this transactional um, cost that New South Wales um, decided to hang into. Well, as we know, the, our state is uh, forging ahead. They've, they've actually had quite a good, successful yeah. um, year. So Gladys uh, Berejiklian announced um, on the 13th of June that they would finally cut the stamp duty on, uh, on private company shares. Now, stamp duty on public company transfers has been gone for quite some time, but so this is good now to be able to, that at least the transactional cost in moving shares around between um, parties has, uh, has finally been lifted. And and some good news that we've had in small business for the last year, I think it is, for we can uh, depreciate 20, 000, up to $20,000. That remains for another 12 months. Yeah, that's right. So when it was first announced, um, in May of 2015, and again going back to one of your your earlier programs, everyone got very excited and they rushed out and they bought a, a whole stack of assets before the the 30th of June um, 15. But the announcement um, was there and it, it hasn't changed that it actually is going to be in place right up until the end of um, this coming financial year. So um, just a reminder, this is the last um, of those years unless they decide you know on the 22nd of June <laughs> that they're going to extend it again. Um, but the the limit will uh, will drop from twenty thousand to to one thousand. So this financial year of thirtieth of June seventeen um, is the final year. So so get out there and uh, purchase if you're and it only applies to small um, businesses. Those that turn over under two million dollars. Yeah. And, and talking about final years for the budget repair levy, what's up yes, about? that? Yeah. Well, that again. That that apparently is going to go, and that is if you. If you uh, if you follow your your, uh, your politics, our uh, our budgets and our cash collections on a national basis is in a bit of a, a mess. So a couple of years ago, they introduced a temporary budget repair levy. So anyone who earns over one hundred eighty thousand um, dollars pays an extra two percent um, as a uh, not not quite the Medicare levy, but just as this budget repair levy. Um, this June seventeen year supposedly is the last year. Um, that that will be in. Um, not that I'm very confident that the budget will be repaired by the 30th of June 2017. So. No, whichever way it goes. Well, you know, everyone knows the story about the toll on the Harbour Bridge. You know, that was introduced in the 19... What it was, the 1930s, was it? You might, yeah. You were probably Some, around back then, mate. No, um, it was introduced just to pay off the uh, the Harbour Bridge and, uh, still and there. Uh, fast forward a few, a few decades later and it's still there. So, uh, the this, is, and the toll. <laughs> this is an interesting one. Company tax cuts for small business. I mean, I presume it's going to depend on some outcomes. Um, this, yeah, kind of. Um, there's, there's been, this has been a real political football as we've done for the last, um, you know, the eight weeks in the, in the lead up to, um, to the, to the election. One thing that did come in that we know is that, um, company tax rates has been cut for small business. Again, those that turn over under, uh, two million dollars um, from thirty percent to twenty eight point five percent. So that's as you go and get your uh, returns done. Um, if you're in a, a corporate um, entity, your tax rate will actually drop to twenty eight point five. What they've been playing politics with over the last eight weeks is to try and get that twenty eight point five percent down to twenty five percent over the next um, ten years. And um, and where it got a, a sort of a little bit of a hot potato was they also wanted to introduce it so that it didn't just apply to small businesses, it applied to all businesses. So Labor seized on that and said, well, you know, you're, you're giving tax cuts of of, um, of $50 billion 
um, to, to large business. But this particular one from 30% down to 28.5%, that's, that's in stone. So that will apply from, from this year. And, uh, and one question that was being asked um, in the lead-up to, to 30 June is, if, if I own, own company A and it turns over $1.8 million and I also own company B and it turns over a $1 million, um, do I get the, the lower tax rate? And the answer is um, you've got to group all of the entities that you, uh, that you control. So, um, so, no, you can't go and split off all the, all the, all the businesses. So it's done on a they, – they trace the ultimate ownership. And uh, the small business offset, what's that concern? Yeah, with? well, that's new. That's something that's completely um, brand new. So whilst our small businesses have been getting um, tax cuts, those who still choose to operate as a, uh, as a sole trader – and, again, on your program we've, we've talked about the, the pros and cons of operating yep. with a – yeah, whether you operate as a sole trader because a lot of your, your private assets are at uh, risk. So if you choose to operate as a sole trader, um, or, and this also applies to trusts um, as well, you're going to be entitled to a what's called a small business income tax offset. Now, for the 30th of June 16 um, year, they'll give you a discount um, off your tax bill of 5% up to a, a maximum of a $1,000. Um, but there is talk of trying to increase that up to 8% over the, over the next few years. So, again, okay. it's a, um, a quasi sort of a tax cut. We're chatting with Tony Vidray from AV Chartered Accountants about the new rules from the 1st of July. So, are we back there, Tony? Yes, I'm here. How oh, are you? Fantastic. You didn't go and have a lunch? Oh, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, I've got a big glass of water in front of me. I get parched when I when I get excited talking about taxes. You know, this this one's an interesting one. New gender identifiers. Yes, how 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 uh, modern is this? The uh, the Attorney General guidelines have um, have finally been updated for um, sex and gender recognition. So this year, um, for the first time in the uh, in the tax returns, um, it'll have more than just two choices. Um, so they're saying he'll be recognised within the community as a gender other than the sex, male or female, they were assigned at birth or infancy. I don't know how you're assigned a, a, <laughs> uh, a gender at, at, uh, at birth. Um, so, uh, birth yes, so now it'll allow other. I think it's on your birth certificate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but who's, who assigns it? <laughs> well, it's nature, but, um, yeah, so anyway, so now there's a, there's a third option and there's also the return's also been... Um, updated so when you have your spouse details it also has a few options there for your, for your spouse as well. And uh, your net medical expenses offset is now being phased out. This is the bad news that I was talking about um, earlier on so uh, so for many many years we know that um, when people are out of pocket for their net medical yes. expenses they go and have a major operation done during the year and uh, Medicare re, uh, reimburses them some, their health fund might reimburse them some. If they're out of pocket by, and the figure's been around to 2000, it's been fiddled with over the over the years, but you've been able to claim an offset if you're out of pocket. Well, that has now been phased out. So June 15 was the last year um, that you can claim that. Now, the, a, a revised, a, short, a, a, uh, a smaller version of the offset continues on until the 30th of June 2019, so for the next, uh, what's that, three or four years. Mm. But it only applies for disability aids, uh, attendant um, care or aged care, mm. and that's it. So if, if, you, uh, if you're in that category, you're out of pocket, you are genuinely out of pocket now. <laughs> so if we're uh, claiming cars, and a lot of us do, there's a couple of changes to the way that we record car claims. 
Yes, that's right. You better ignore those uh, tax, tax tips sponsored by AV Chartered Accountant. Yes, earlier in the week. No, there have been some changes. Um, quite interesting. So, um, yeah. So, in other words, there used to be um, four. Now there are only two. So the two methods that are now gone are uh, the twelve percent of the cost of the car method and uh, the one third of the expenses method. Those two have now gone. So when you go to, to prepare your June sixteen return, you either have um, the cents per kilometre method um, or the logbook. Now, the cents per kilometre method, um, it only requires a reasonable estimate of the number of business kilometres that you've done. Um, you actually need to prove that you own the car that you're driving around in um, and you and the claim is capped at uh, 5,000 5, kilometres. Yep. Yep. And the logbook, how often do we have to do those? Yeah, this is a time of year where we, um, where we often say to people, in fact, even leading up to 30 June... To, um, to dust off the logbook and make sure that it, it is still um, valid. So the rules around logbooks are that um, once you keep a logbook, um, you need to keep it for that minimum 12-week period. It's supposed to be indicative of travel um, throughout the, um, the entire um, financial year, and it applies for the year that you keep it in plus the next four years. Okay. So logbooks used to be... Um, you know, they didn't have an expiry date. Now they have an expiry date, so you do have to keep them... Um, every every five years, and and you also have to keep them again if your pattern of, of, of travel um, changes. So um, so just make sure your uh, your logbook's not over over five years old because it it, it could be significant. You just do some numbers in your head. You know, yeah. most cars, most people um, pick a let's pick a figure. Say it costs you about twenty thousand dollars a year to maintain your your vehicle between um, rego insurance and mm. fuel costs and all that sort of stuff. If you keep a logbook that say eighty um, percent business use, well that's a claim of a legitimate claim of sixteen thousand uh, dollars per annum. If your logbook is um, is out of date um, or not valid, um, you're going to be restricted to only be claiming um, the cents per kilometre method, which is only going to be around about three and a half thousand. That's a mm. massive, massive difference. So, and just quickly, if we got time to, because I'm interested in this one, small business restructure rules. Yeah, this one, we might leave it for another date if you want a bit more information okay. on it, but it's it's something that, that's come out brand new. Um, it only applies to, again, to small business, and it allows you to restructure um, uh, tax structures um, for, for legitimate reasons. So um, say that you know, people are operating um, in a company structure and they find it a bit too much of a burden and they say, oh, look, we just want to go back to being a partnership. Rather than triggering off all sorts of capital gains tax um, consequences, you can actually restructure and, and it's, it kind of fixes up the, you know, the sins of the past. And the quick yeah. example I'll give you is I've actually got one guy at the moment who's, um, for some unknown reason, his, his building, his workshop was purchased in the company um, that he trades from, which, again, from an asset protection point of view, that's, that's just horrific. Um, so we're, we're able now to get it out of the company name and, and to restructure it and move it out of the company into his own name. Now, just let's pick a figure. If he paid $100,000 for that, you know, 10 years ago, and it's now worth $500,000. Technically, on paper, there's a capital gain now. Um, these new rules allow that building to be taken out of the company, and it's as if he bought it 10 years ago for $100,000. Okay. So it's... it's um, and there's, there's a few hoops that you need to jump through, but it... Um, it allows you to, to restructure things in a, in a proper way. Well, thanks for your time today, and we might cover that again in another month. Yep, OK. Thank you very time. much, and have a great month. Well, we've uh, just got time for uh, one of our Harvard uh, Business Review tips, and as I said earlier, what to ask before giving up on your dream. 
You recently launched your brainchild, a new business, a, a new career path or a new role inside your company. But things aren't off to a roaring start. No one wants to declare their dream dead. But if yours is on life support and you're channeling vi- valuable resources into a failing cause, you may need to accept the inevitable. How do you know whether you should give up or hang up? If, you're, if your answers to the following questions are yes, that suggests growth is coming. Does your business or position in your company occupy an otherwise unoccupied niche? Are you playing to your strengths? Is it based on your answers to the two previous questions? Have you assumed the right risks? Do you find your work difficult but not deliberating? And are you uh, gaining momentum? So it's often a very difficult thing to decide whether to give up, isn't it? But unfortunately, I have to go now. So thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. Dave Cogram will be back with you in a more of, uh, with more of your easy listening favourites. And next week, we'll have some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time. Till then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Dale Carnegie once said, act enthusiastic and you'll be enthusiastic.